This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Yeah, there are certain lifestyles that, you know, a lot of people tend to associate with, you know, artists, you know. Kalom ada band, pakai seluar koya and yes, semua. Yes, I mean, yes. hey, I still have those jeans, man. Right, right. <laughs> but you time know, and place, right? Time, time and place. place. Yes, yes. So this is, you know, basically part and parcel of what we do. What anybody does, you know, there's a time and place for everything. But what is important is diwaru. BFN 89.9, you're listening to Night School, the show that explores concepts, theories and society. Joining us this week are two Aduns. First being from Sri Delima. Yes, right? that's YB correct. Sharina Rashid. Hello. Who's been here before talking to us about sociology of grunge. We also have Edri Faisal. Yes, hello. Uh, YB as well mm-hmm. uh, in Selayang. No, Dusun Tour. Oh, Dusun Tour. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm a counsellor in Slayang Municipal Council. Oh, okay, okay. But I hope I get a seat in Slayang in Kaman Templar. But well, elections, right? You can't choose your seat, so yeah, really, I get Dusuntua. Okay. Not bad. Orang muda in Dusuntua. So basically, uh, what both of you have in common is a background in music, right? And what we want to talk about today is the story of the arts in general. Elections 14 that just passed and. What sort of impact or what sort of implications we can draw from it, right? Because on one hand, it's been what close to two months now since the victory and things seem to be going well. But what people forget is that it was a people's movement that was in the making for 20 years. There was a lot of art produced, right? Theatre, rap, rock. What comes to mind, Adri? A uh, few punk rock songs, especially from Dunumta. And then I remember some theatre by Ishamudin Ra'e. Theatre Sulit, Theatre right? Sulit, Bilik Sulit or something. I still remember watching it. It's like very like, oh, this is how they're doing it in the, in the detention room. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's kind of stirred the emotion and stuff. And not forget, also works by Fami Reza. Mm-hmm. Uh, he dared to provoke with all the images, uh, graphics and stuff. So all these things comes to my mind and it's not just... That's why when we say about if GE14, it's not just GE14. It's like a process that's been gone through for like tens of years or maybe 20 yeah, of years. Yeah. So that's what crossed my mind. I don't know, Shreena, if you have anything else crossed your mind. No, it's true. I, I do agree with Edri. I mean, first of all, it's, it's very difficult to pinpoint when exactly everything begins because everything dates back to a certain time. And it's, it's been in existence for more than 10 years, 20 years. Kalau ikut kan, zaman-zaman piramli pun ada juga. So the thing that's really interesting about arts, arts, music, and just anything to do with the arts in general, it's an expression. And what artists feel, you know, with the music that you create, you know, the artwork that you create on a piece of canvas, it's what you feel in that particular moment. And for us, I mean, let's face it, politics is a daily thing. We eat and breathe, you know, everything mm-hmm. revolves around it. So it's very difficult to, for the way I see it, maybe I'm biased, I don't mm-hmm. know. But the way I see it, it's very difficult to divide and separate these two things. Because, you know, one can't really exist without the other fueling mm-hmm. such expressions. And especially in Malaysia, if you see that previously, we know it's not easy to come out with a... Uh, 
whatever messages in your ask that are really counter the establishment. So kind of anti-establishment messages. So I can't say that those who are doing all those work who are really counter the culture, counter establishment, are doing it just to sell right. stuff. Mm. Because you don't get much from it. No. And someone you might probably get detained, you might probably get uh, oppressed by the regime and stuff. And therefore, this is kind of like more respect to these people mm. because right. when we talk about art, it's much related about genuity, mm-hmm. about uh, you being honest and right. stuff. So here, people choose to be honest to just express what they felt about the problem that they saw yep. without any hesitation. Right. And therefore, I respect more on the counter or anti-establishment art. Yeah, for mm. me, they are more genuine, more honest on this. Yeah, definitely, because yeah. I think you know they put a lot out there. I mean, given you know before the events of you know the fourteenth January elections, expression. I mean, come on. I mean, freedom of expression was something that was almost non-existent. Yeah. You know, you can't go on saying something or being sincere and being truthful how you honestly feel without the fear of being prosecuted. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, you have someone like Fami Reza who just goes out and you know draws this huge caricature of you know, the former yeah. prime minister. And that takes guts. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that, you know, people like that do exist. And, you know, it's it's also a very, you know, motivating and inspiring thing. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean Zuna comes to mind as well. Oh, yeah, Zuna. definitely. The amount yeah. of, I mean, the risk he took, right? Yeah, Just to yes, get those yes. cartoons out. Um, yeah, Zuna. Probably I read less comic now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Zuna. Zuna, yeah, Zuna, Hi, Zuna. Definitely. yeah because uh, if you think about it, like you said, the government then didn't just stop them once, mm. right? Right, stop them many times, but they went ahead anyway, and this created a snowball effect gradually. Now, tell us a little bit about your relationship with the process because you did not stay in the arts, you know, when you did actually have careers in them, you decided to join politics. Now, what was it that was lacking in arts or entertainment that you felt could not bring the change that politics could? Tell us a bit about the thought process. I always see things in this way, like, there's a problem over here. You can use art to point out to that problem, but it won't solve the problem. You need something else because the system of art is about you don't talk about, for example, you talk about law, it's about legal or illegality. But when it comes to art, it's about beauty or not beauty, aesthetics. And therefore, art are very limited in terms of expression. You can, you can use it to point out on something. There's a problem there. Something needs to change. Something needs to be done. But when it comes to how to do, how to make the change, that's administrative. And that's another different system. In administrative, we don't talk about aesthetics and stuff. We talk about how to get things done how to change, how to make a policy to make sure this thing happened, good thing happened. And I think that is where I believe that after I point out everything through my art, I need to do something. Right. And I can't, I can't just like, keep pointing, okay, you see, there's a problem there, all right, okay, bye-bye. Uh-huh. No, right. I, I felt there's a, a responsibility for me to do more. And therefore, I do art, at the same time, I do politics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's my thought process. Yeah. I guess um, for me, you know, being a graduate in fine arts, you know, just basically growing up in that environment, you know, having that constant exchange, feedback, and, you know, having that discourse, especially being in a band, you know, you play music, you go around and you mingle with people, like-minded people, and you hear what drives them, you know, what fires and fuels them, you know, that expression and that, that passion. And I think for me, you know, taking that step further was just something that felt right. I mean, kind of like what Edri said, you know, 
I mean, it's not really us leaving music or arts. We're still part of that. It's just we want to do something, something that can help the entire nation. And, you know, it reaches a point where I think everyone faces, comes across where they have to ask themselves, what can you do to change, you know, mm -hmm. the way that the system is right now? So I think for Edri and myself, that was a question that kept on, you know, lingering in our heads to the point where we just went out and did what we did. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, too, that, you know, in addition to both of you, you have Fami Fazil, who's oh, yeah, also sure. in yes. theatre before. Yes. I think Dayanku Intan is yeah. also an MP. Yeah. She joined politics for a while, I think. Yeah, is she yeah. still in politics? No, I don't think no, okay. she <laughs> Not everyone can survive politics so long. <laughs> but, I mean, she's, she, yeah. she's got a famous Raya Aisha, song. Aisha, 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 Aisha too. Aisha is there. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, she's in past, right? Aisha? Aisha was in was past in and then past. she joined Amana. Oh, she joined Amana. And she won Gagavaganza and probably she said that I'll stick to art. I don't know. <laughs> she just yeah. stick to art. Yeah. Yeah. I see the process where you say, okay, you can't just complain. You can't just point out the problem. You must fix it too. Mm. But is this a compromise though? Because with politics, you just have less time for art, right? You just have less time to be critical because you have to be result-oriented, right? So is it a compromise to your crafts? If that is called compromise, then we are compromising all the way because sometimes you need to go to work because you need to have your bread and butter in your house. So you have to compromise your art sure, sure. in order to work. And I think then if that's the case, then we are compromising from the rest of our life. <laughs> our art. So because, compromising from Yeah, because we, we don't sell our art. So we can't sell our art. People <laughs> want to buy it sometimes. <laughs> Hence, I think if that's compromise, we've been compromising. But it's more... I call it life. Mm. You, yeah, yeah. Art is part of you. Yes. You bring it everywhere. Of course, I don't expect, and people expect me to rap in a day one degree, which is <laughs> that's not how you express art. But nobody's done be, that. You could make history. <laughs> the you first, could be the rapper, first one. First ever rap in a day first one degree. I, I don't want to be chased out by the speaker. <laughs> so that's not the way how I think that you leave art at the same time be in politics. But you can leave art by having the spirit of being mm. honest, genuine creative and bring that into administrative and policy making and that's how you leave art it's not yes. like doing art all the time like rapping all the time from, <laughs> from the morning till the end and then you're not going to work and that's not work because you'll die before you can sell anything yeah, yeah. true true so I mean I don't necessarily agree with the idea of us compromising art I mean like what you know Edri said it's in us and it's just now in a different role you know we're doing something a little bit different it's a matter of different priorities and definitely where we are right now where I am my focus right now is looking into policies for example creating a better platform for local talents local musicians okay. local yeah. poets writers everything because um, the situation in Penang is that we have so many talented musicians, mm. so many talented artists. But the problem is for them to reach a certain level, for them to be exposed and, you know, just get a wider, you know, audience. Mm -hmm. They have it. Basically, everyone moves to Kuala Lumpur, to right, Selangor. Right. So that creates vacuum and that right. creates, you know, brain drain. And this is something that I feel we in Penang should prevent. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, in that way, you contribute to the arts too, even oh, yeah. in your capacity as a politician. Yeah. Of course, right, right. of course. Yeah, But how about the spirit of free expression, right? In that music is about that fundamentally. And yes. both of you, you know, having had careers in the music industry, you cherish that. But now you are party representatives. Mm -hmm. There is party discipline. There is 
the code of what can be said and who can't, you know, and especially now you're in government yes. too. Do you feel limited somehow in terms of, you know, the kind of freedom that you used to have maybe as artists? Tell me about that transition. <laughs> Well, I think kind of like how Edri, you can't expect Edri to rap all the time and you can't expect me to pick up guitar yeah. and play music all the time. Yeah, there are certain lifestyles that, you know, a lot of people tend to associate with, you know, artists, you know. Kalom ada band, pakai seluar koyak semua. I mean, hey, I still have those jeans, man. Right, right. <laughs> time and place, right? Time, time and place. place, yes, yeah. yes. So this is, you know, basically part and parcel of what we do, what anybody does, you know. There's a time and place for everything. But what is important is jiwa tu. Jiwa tu masih lagi. I can agree because sometimes I do felt that of course when you are in your character, you are in your songs, you can just speak whatever you want, right? But for now, for the time being, what I see is that of course me as a representative of the people, I play that role. But if I'm me, I'm as a rapper, I'll play that role. Therefore, everyone have their own role. You cannot say that if someone become a broadcaster, for example, and if he become a father, then he need to choose which role that he need to play. Mm-hmm. Although there are some contradictions, some part that you need to compromise. Ah, uh, here you have a compromise because right, right. you need to see is it proper for you to do it. And I'm sure when you as an artist say something, it's different when you as an administrator say something. Therefore, I think if you play your role properly. There won't be a problem, mm-hmm. and of course, when you talk about discipline, that's the thing. People always thought that if you are an artist or anything, you have no discipline at all. You are like living a free world, a hippie. <laughs> you smoke anything you want in in public, right? I think this stigma is still there out there because I can sense that someone when they thought that oh you're 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 a rapper or you're a musician. Then can I take you seriously? They always mm, have this right, thought right, because right. they thought that those who are doing music, those who are artists, is don't have this discipline. But actually, the musician, those who are in arts, the one with the real discipline, you cannot excel in certain skills if you don't have discipline. Hmm, so true. you need to look at it carefully. But not necessarily if everybody live freely, then everyone art live freely. So that's my take. So um, kind of like you know, we talk about. The perception of artists, you know, artists, musicians, and whatnot. You know, oftentimes, you know, people have an idea, right. and which tends to be quite negative. Sometimes it's kind of like when I decided to enter university and take up, you know, fine arts as a degree. Yeah, some of the the comments from people were like, "Oh, nice." A degree, saja saja ni suka suka main. I'm like, no, no, it's actually pretty serious difficult because yeah. it yeah. is serious stuff. You have to read a lot, and you have to not only read, but you have to, you know, just come up with your own ideas. And there's that constant feedback exchange of, you know, ideas. And just to add up a bit, that people I think used to misunderstand art as this wild eat running around, just say anything you want and whatever it is. But like I told just now, there's a Element of aesthetic over there, mm. so it's not just about you. Just let go whatever your primitive <laughs> <laughs> desire coming out. It's not there. There's, <laughs> al- there's always a control anyway because you want, must make it aesthetic, and it's always layer of it, and that's what make it beautiful. Because anything that is direct is not beautiful, and therefore actually there's a lot of room for creativity to play here and there. Yeah. So I think art is not supposed to be a problem. Where oh, can I express myself? You can express yourself. You can express freely if you want right, to, right. with the proper way, make it beautiful. Yeah, yeah. and uh, also when we talk about politics, you know, campaigns and all of that, it also, you know, this is where arts and creativity come in. You know, you want to create a message, 
And, you know, the problem with, um, I think, for example, advertising and sometimes to an extent political campaigns is that how can you reach out to the masses? How can you create something where people will remember, you know, for a very long time? But the challenge is that you only have, say, 30 seconds Mm -hmm. to capture people's attention before they just, you know, wander off. So, yeah, it's all about, you know, content, creating content, framing, messaging and all of that. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's interesting, it's challenging, and it's definitely not suka-suka main-main. Yeah, main. yeah. Because like <laughs> you said, if you're result-driven, hmm. then there has to be thought behind it. It just oh, can't yes. be whatever, right? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, interesting stuff from Edri, Faisal, Shirina Rashid, members of Democratic Action Party, both with background in music and now are in politics, sharing us their journey and thoughts. Uh, let's take a break now. You're listening to Night School. I'm Ahmad Fawad Rahma, and this is BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to me, Ahmad Fawad Rahma, alongside Edri Faisal and Sherlina Rashid, uh, both adunts with the Democratic Action Party and both sharing the common experience of having a musical career before joining politics. And here we're talking about the relationship between the arts and politics. And you gave us a good view of how you approach and how you blend the two different worlds in your activism and your strategies. Let's talk a little bit more about the big picture itself. I think one of the interesting things I remember after GE14 was during Anwar's release speech. He was released, so they went to Padang Merbuk, I think. It was, yeah. yes. it was in PJ, Padang. I think. Padang, apa? not Merbuk. Uh, not Merbuk, okay, uh, sorry. PJ, the PJ yeah, the PJ for... one near MCOP Mall. MCOP Mall. Yeah. I'm from Penang, so <laughs> <laughs> that's my excuse. <laughs> okay. And they had Yasin sing. Yeah, like yes. the reformacy yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it made me think about, for the longest time, the mainstream art industry was not too political, unless you have mm. one or two people out there, right? Yes. And then even when they were political, it was like Siti Nohaliza, very, very veiled, very indirect, very subtle. They wouldn't go far, right? So do you think it's time now that, now that the opposition is in government, that they reach out to so-called mainstream artists? Because for the longest time, reformacy was about the underground artists, right? Yeah. Is this, or should... Should it, you know, should it be a developing a close relationship to making the underground more mainstream? I mean, what's, what's your thoughts on that? I think it's not really about making the underground mainstream, but making local productions accessible to, you know, a wider mm-hmm. audience. Because, um, yes, uh, I think a lot of us are aware that mainstream music or mainstream arts back in the day, or rather before, rather the current situation is that it is quite... You know, they tend to distance themselves from right. politics because of from the, the opposition. Structure. Yeah, definitely yeah. because. Well, not the opp- back then. There was opposition. Now okay. the government. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Takes some time, but yeah. uh, but but the thing is, it, it boils down to a question of ownership, kind of right. like media, and also doesn't help when we have such you know censorship, right, right, all of that. So it makes it very difficult to express freely. And what happens is you have a pool of. I wouldn't say incestuous, but rather a group of, or rather a group that tends to monopolize certain areas. Right, right. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to name names, but sure. I think we all know what you know what I'm talking about. So that's not a healthy environment, especially mm-hmm. when you have. Again, I cannot stress enough how talented our local, you know, independent musicians and artists are. It's just that they aren't given that mm-hmm. chance to come out. Right. And right. this is something that we need to change. Yeah, I think hopefully yeah. with, I mean. You know, Gobin runs RTM now, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully <laughs> yes. that, that will change, right? You might see a greater conversation mm. between what was before 
the so-called underground and protest music mm-hmm. and the mainstream quote unquote. Regarding the underground and protest things, uh, we always have this idea that can we bring the underground people to the mainstream? But the thing is, we also not sure whether they want to be right, in the mainstream right. exactly. because probably they are comfortable to have a niche crowd, and probably that's where they will be to keep on giving a critical view on whoever become the government. And I think we need that. Hmm. And I will appreciate, for example, probably after this, I don't know, Dunum Tak probably singing for Amno. I'm not sure. <laughs> you never know. Because Amno's the opposition. Because Amno, right? the opposition. <laughs> yes. And we are the establishment. I don't mind this. And I appreciate this because they playing their role as check and balance in terms of art. And sometimes it's just funny whether the new government should reach out to the artists. But... Sometimes there's a kind of unhealthy culture. Then even before we reach to the artists, artists already reaching us. Uh, although before this, they are afraid with us. Uh, sometimes before this, they are just follow the establishment. Mm. And for me, I appreciate more those who are being more honest. Mm-hmm. Not really the one that looking who's the government. Okay, okay. Today we go to this guy, and the next day we go to the next guy. If the next guy becomes the government, so this right. for me is not right. very true. healthy. That's a good point. So I prefer someone who are honest. And if he they want to stay underground, probably because of a, there's a niche right, uh, right. There's identity, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, the identity. Yeah. Oh, the room top for Amno. <laughs> wow, that's... Uh, Anything that's is possible now, Anything right? is possible nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, so, but the other thing too is not just about having access to these big names, right? Because yeah. it's about understanding mass sentiment. Because Barisan actually, you know, especially closer to the elections, were courting very public. Figures, right? What do you even, right? It was very close to Najib, Harut Iskandar. I mean, these were very, very famous household names from yes. the arts. But it didn't resonate with the people, right? In the previous election, Najib brought Sai, the biggest star at the time. Yeah. And it still didn't work. So a lot of it too is not just about getting the big names, but making sure that the message comes across, right? Yeah. It's about like the timing, how to read mass sentiment and all that. Right? Sure. So that's the thing. That's the difference between uh, we are talking about artists and talking about celebrities. Politicians like to use celebrities, right? right? Yes. Because celebrities have influence. And all these uh, language are not about arts. This is about business, commercialization, and everything. So we understand how these things work. And of course, you want celebrity on your flank because that way you can tap to their influence and stuff. But again, when we back to art, well, what do you really come up with a proper art or anything that one we need to discuss we need to discuss further right so yeah I always think that you should leave art alone right. and I don't think people in the field of art really hope that the government will pour down money and stuff I don't know Zaidi might want it I don't know <laughs> but other people might not just might not even think of that and they just want some space hmm. the government to provide them space for them to express themselves to come up with a good work and of course opportunity like Shalina just said just now to actually promote whatever local product that we have here give more room because I think we have a lot of good talented people but because of constraint that maybe sometimes unnecessary and therefore, everyone's stuck in certain place. So I think the government should give more rooms for people to develop. And that's all. I think that's what yeah. the artists need. Yeah. And definitely when, when it comes to giving space, the way I see it, you know, you give them a platform, not just by financial assistance, but more like, you know, in terms of, say, if they want, you know, just have something where you can support a music fest, for example. Mm. Then you have it outdoors. Right, right. Now, 
to do it outdoors, you need permits, licenses, and so forth. Just make it easy, easier for the organizers to, you know, mm. set certain things done. Then, you know, for example, in Penang, before the elections, I was a counselor for the uh, Majlis Pandaraya Pulau Pinang. And what we did was we, well, I worked very closely with the Jabatan Hitmat Masyarakat, and we created like a series of street performance. Mm-hmm. We called up several buskers, you know, street buskers, you know, anyone who wanted to play, just come by and play main dekat Padang Kota, Esplanade. Because we do have the venues. It's just, you know, putting people there, making sure that people make use of the open spaces. And yeah, you know, it can be done. It's just, it takes political will. Yeah. So why didn't Barisan's massive use of these celebrities work, right? Well, where do you think they went wrong? Because it was very obvious, very in your face, and you can clearly tell that a lot of money was behind it. Was it because of Najib per se? Was it the way that they pitched it was very out of touch with what people liked? What's your observation about that? Maybe I think it's a combination of a few things. Out of touch, that's one thing, because I've seen some of the, for example, some of the ads and some of the media things that they came up with. It just doesn't resonate very well with a larger majority of Malaysians. Given the fact that, you know, before GE14, we had a lot of issues that weren't exactly addressed mm-hmm. by the previous federal government. There was a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people saw it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people also felt that, you know, this is enough. You know, we're not going to be, what's the word? Bought over, right? Easily, Bought over, right? yeah. And on the, probably on the having celebrities and stuff and everyone, I think it's the same tactic over and over again. Mm. And what make it, I think, worse for the previous federal government is that while they're using the same tactic, okay, we have these uh, celebrities with us, and then suddenly there are celebrities who started to voice out mm-hmm. uh, kind of anti to whatever the establishment is, and therefore it creates a balance there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not the game that monopolized by only Barisan National. So there's already a, a balance of a game over there. So if you keep on using the same tactic, it, it would not work. And on the work of Creative works. Yeah, I saw a lot of their advertisements and stuff. This one called what Sayyid Najib or something about the kid. Yes, yes. yes and it's I just that. uh, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like the first thing if you want to come up with something, I think first you must understand what the angst inside the people. Yes. What are they angry with? Then you you come up with your expression that stir their heart, but it doesn't touch on that. People yeah. are angry for something else, and you tell about something else. <laughs> and it ends up people's like people remain angry yeah. and your work is a waste so that's, mm-hmm. that's how I see it yeah and I think you're right and it, probably the process wasn't very democratic either right it was yeah. very ideological they probably had in mind already a pre-packaged message right before before like uh, releasing it right so I think you're right it's very contrived it seems like there wasn't any sincerity Behind it, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your own plans, and because Andrew, you haven't spoken much about what you kind, how you intend to connect arts and your capacity as a policymaker. So, what are you going to bring to the table in in, in regards to this discussion? Actually, I did touch a bit on the giving more because we are coming from the state government. So it's not as huge. You don't have a huge power as much as Gobin. Gobin's lucky, <laughs> right? But I expect the arts in Selangor will be more flourish mm-hmm. because I think compared to other states, especially 
traditional arts and modern arts and we want to open up to new arts. People always have this stigma, always have this anxious when they see a new art. I remember this one time in a forum, people asked me a question, how you want to prevent those reverse kid and stuff? <laughs> and I said that, can we change the mindset from controlling people to understanding people and stuff? It's like, you don't have to be anxious with anything new, whatever art's coming out. Appreciate it, give room to it, let it flourish if there is. Because I remember, I come from a hip-hop community. I still remember when I was a teenage, we went to a gig, any gig, we'd always preparation in mind that they're going to be a rush I'm going to be into the Black Maria truck and stuff (laughs) so that's how hip hop back then always seen as something bad negative and everything but now you have it in Jora Lagu and almost everyone want hip hop a little bit hip hop in their song and stuff so always be open to a new art if you ask me what is the new art I can't tell you because it's supposed to be new then it's new if I tell you then it's already so more open on the new art and make us more flourish in Slango because I know Previously, we have a lot of constraint. Right. For example, you have one who have a concert and there's a problem here, right? Selena Gomez, eh? that will perform. <laughs> okay. So I hope we can loosen up a bit the guidelines and stuff. So to have more arts, music here in Selangor. Yeah. The question of the state's role in drawing boundaries is always raised, right? So you gave the example of the reverse kids, right? But I get you. I think that's a really good answer. I mean, in a sense where we have to understand all these things that disturb us, right? Rather than just attack them, right? But Malaysia is still a largely conservative country, right? And we're still very, very judgmental, especially to, you know, forms of expression that seem to be controversial and stuff like where. And these forms of expression tend to thrive in the arts. I mean, you did kupas before, you know, yes. right? So where does the... At some point, it's a strategic question, right? At some point, will there have to be lines drawn when it comes to freedom of expression, especially for a conservative Malay-majority country, you know? I mean, what, what are your thoughts yeah. about that? If there's a line that needs to be drawn, it's already been drawn by whatever sufficient law that we have. I'm not talking about Akta Sultan or whatever. Right. The law like defamation and stuff. Or not all this law that try to constrain the freedom of expression, but the normal law like defamation and stuff. I think I always believe that the government need to be more clear on this because all this while in terms of morality, it's very ambiguous. You're not sure what is right, what is wrong. Yeah, sensitive. Sensitive. But, yeah. Everything is sensitive. What is sensitive? And I'm touching someone can be sensitive. So... Yeah. So it's, what is sensitive? Nobody knows what is sensitive. Everything is so ambiguous. I think if the government can play a role in making these things clear, mm. this is wrong. Sensitive. You are giving a hate speech. That's sensitive. Mm. That's probably not appropriate. And, and if you are talking about a tree or so whatever, that, a tree being naked. <laughs> I don't know, a tree mm. being naked. So that's not sensitive. Then if this is clear, I think there's no need for us to draw line actually because the line is already there mm-hmm. the laws already provide whatever needed i mean the proper law and facing a much more conservative society i think i always believe to push it slowly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't push it one and then you have mm-hmm. an, another same reaction coming in yeah. so just go slowly push it slowly and you'll know when to stop mm-hmm. because this is like uh, it takes both, actually, to see where the boundaries is. Mm-hmm. Because the people who are coming from conservative society need also to see how much they can accept mm-hmm. and we how much we can give. Right. And so it, uh, this interaction between the two, actually, we'll, we will know where right. to right. stop and where to move. Yeah, um, just want to add a few things. You know, people being judgmental, regardless of what you do and regardless of any situation, 
that will happen. Mm-hmm. Now, as for lines being drawn and all of that, I think you know this is something that you know has been in existence, and what we need right now is just to have leaders. Because of the change of government, we have new people coming in. We have new leaders. These leaders have to set a better example for children, for the younger generation, for Malaysians in general. Because I think what was lacking before was, um, you know, good role models. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to get into trouble saying that, yeah. but you know, the fact is, you know, when we talk about freedom of expression, you know, freedom of speech, we have to expect that it's going to go both ways. You're going to come across people who will say hateful things and people who will say the exact opposite. So what it boils down to is that the government should really look into media literacy, for example. And uh, this is something that should be taught in schools and should be part of the education system. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So you start from a very foundational and fundamental point, right? Yes. So you basically go to the the source of the issue rather than the outcomes, right? Interesting. Interesting. Uh, before we wrap up, any concluding thoughts on this? Definitely, you know, when we talk about local talents, again, you know, I, this is something I feel very strongly about. And being an adun in Sri Lima and Penang, this is something that I have actually put part of my manifesto. Mm-hmm. And this is something where I want to, it's like a five-year plan. It's something that we call My Sri Lima which will focus on a few other aspects. But in particular, what we want to do, uh, my team and I, what we want to do is we want to bring arts and music, take it outside from uh, Georgetown and just oh, have it more prominent, more obvious right. in our parks. Great, great. So, yeah. yeah. So it's democratizing the arts in that sense. Oh, yes, right? yes. Giving access to places that are not necessarily central. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. for me, I wish I could help on the art society, on removing if there's a lot I, because I heard a lot of people saying that there's a lot of red tapes here and mm-hmm. there especially when you want to do because when it comes to license permits and mm-hmm. so you have to go through the local government and for now for the timing the local government is still answerable to the state government so I hope we can help to make a guidelines where a guideline in a term that to lessen up a bit this yeah. red mm-hmm. tapes especially in the stuff related to art right. the problem is they always treat art the same thing as entertainment mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. art can be as the same category with machine judy <laughs> so, <laughs> it can be very confusing <laughs> like like, why you it's an entertainment right entertainment can be anything right machine judy can be entertainment or you, whatever slot machine it can be entertainment or something Therefore, you need to take out the categories itself, arts as itself, and remove as right. much possible red tips. Good point, good point. Uh, thanks so much for joining the show. Now, where are your platforms? So maybe you have a Twitter handle or Instagram that you want to share to our listeners All that right. they can look up your activities. Uh, I have a Facebook page, Edri Faisal. So facebook.com slash edry.faisal because you don't go and add me at my personal page. I won't approve it. Uh, and I have a Instagram Edri Faisal. Yeah, I like to share pictures. And you have Twitter, you're on Twitter too, right? Uh, not anymore because oh. I'm just tired with Twitter. I think they live in their own bubble. Yeah, so I want, to meet, I want to meet with more real people out there. Okay. Honest, honest answers. As for me, my Facebook page is shirlina.abdrashid. That's my public page. And likewise with uh, Edri, I do have a personal page, but please, like my public page, please. And um, I do have an Instagram account. It's uh, Sharlina Sari Dlima. 
So S Y E R L E E N A S E R I D E L I M A. Yeah, I just realized it's actually quite long. <laughs> but we'll post it anyway on our Facebook page, and they can they can follow from there. But you're, are you on Twitter? Yes, it's at Shalina, but okay. I. Don't I'm I'm not, not active, active at all. Okay. I'm not cool. Cool. All right. Well, you can email the show bfmnightschool at gmail.com. Look us up on Facebook too. Just type night school and search space. I download our app at the Apple App Store and Google Play. Thanks so much again, Shalina Adri, for joining the show. Thank you. Very much. Thank Love you. to have Thanks. you again uh, another time. I'm Ahmad Fat Rahma and this is Night School on BFM 89.9, the Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.